Sadie, Sadie, Mary, lady, Sadie, <laughs> you take the kick. That's me. I take the kick. I'm married, bitch. Grace got married, bitches. I got hitched. Wait. It feels weird. We recorded two episodes ago. We finished recording the episode. And then I'm like, okay, what day is good for you next week to record? And she's like, well, I'll actually be away in Vegas. So it'll be a little hard. And I'm like, what are you doing in Vegas? She goes, well, actually, I'm getting married. That's what she fucking <laughs> tells me. You know what? You're lucky because I told almost nobody. I am honored. You know me. I'm very dark horse in my life. Ain't I like to kind truth. of have an air of surprise and secrecy. I mean, we did a whole fucking episode and it didn't come up. And I still was like, should I tell him? <laughs> <laughs> Not for any like personal reasons about anybody. I just feel so funny sometimes talking about things like before they happen. Because then I always feel like, God forbid it doesn't happen. I don't want to have that conversation with anybody. Oh, you were worried that he was going to be like, I can't do it at the altar and run like on TV. And then we'd have the episode of us talking about it. (laughs) Is that what you were afraid of? (laughs) I don't think that to that extreme. Wait, can we say his name or do you want him to have like a Mr. Big type code name for the podcast for his? protection. Oh my god. Well, I feel we've called him Kyle before. Oh shit. I should have got on top of this earlier. <laughs> but I would love a code name, to be honest. Like, okay. those are fun. Really early on in the podcast, we referred to him as Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Didn't I call him your man friend at one point? Probably. That sounds yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, his name is Kyle. His name is Kyle. We're gonna let uh, a nickname happen naturally, a la Julia's many nicknames. Mistress exactly. Mademoiselle, Quizmaster Jules. Uh-huh. They just came. They just came to us. And that's what's right. So please talk about the wedding. Tell us where it happened. Tell us, like, (laughs) just give us the whole rundown. Okay, okay. We got married in this cute-ass little chapel. It's called the Little Chapel of the West. And it's very... And it's supposed to be modeled after a chapel in an old mining village. Oh, shit. Out west. So it kind of has this Kill Bill vibe of that church but it was really small but it's actually the church that they get married in in Viva Las Vegas wow Elvis and um who's a beautiful yes so cute but it's been moved a few times and now I think it was in a different location then uh-huh. but now it's like right next to the welcome to fabulous Las Vegas sign wow it was phenomenal and people were like driving in and seeing us when we were outside the chapel honking their horns for us like freaking out it was so fun shit Elvis married us okay like in costume yeah he had a gold jacket on that was shiny he seemed a little hungover I'll be honest and the vows, that's kind of what you want yeah yeah exactly and and the vows that he said for us to repeat were all like Elvis things. It was so funny. I did hear, but I couldn't hear his voice. Did he do an Elvis voice? Oh, yeah. Like full on. It wasn't great, but he did it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that wow. being said, they make fucking bank those Elvises in Vegas. And is it really like on TV where there's so many of them? Oh, yeah. When we were going to get our marriage license at the marriage bureau, they were like, yeah, we process maybe three to 500 wedding requests a day. Request is not the right word, but you know what I mean. A day? A day. It's the marriage capital of the world. I can't believe there's that many people in the world where 300 to 500 people a day. In one city. Wow crazy but it's really cool there's fucking chapels everywhere but i loved the one we picked and we literally afterwards got drunk and ran around the strip everyone was just like oh my god congratulations just like drunk people everywhere trying to be our friends this guy sang to us i now follow him on instagram oh my god is he hot sure (laughs) 
Is he hot? Share his Instagram with me after. Well, he was like, normally I ask for tips for this singing, but I, I'm just gonna ask you to follow me on Instagram. You're like done. You're like, also, do you like podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Are you into theater? <laughs> then after, unlike Barbara Streisand in Funny Girl, I do not wake up beautiful with a bouffant. I woke up and immediately had to throw up. Oh, shit. So it was like this beautiful juxtaposition of this gorgeous, magical wedding day and the hangover from hell the morning after. <laughs> but I think that's part of the experience and it only solidified Kyle loving me for the mess I am. Exactly. Listen, if you could love him for talking shit about Olive Garden, <laughs> actually, he can love you for throwing up. <laughs> what? What actually? Did he say something else? Actually, I'm still very bitter about that. Listen, so am I. I almost tried to stop the wedding, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Until he agreed to say something nice about Olive Garden. But I calmed down. Those breadsticks are banging. They are. He's nuts. Because oh, he's English. He likes biscuits. <laughs> Come on. They suck. Yeah. Bitch, that's a cookie. Give me an American it's biscuit. It's a cookie. It is a cookie. We do love our 5% of listeners from the UK, though. Thanks for listening. We love your biscuits. It's all 5% of the UK. Of the whole UK. <laughs> oh, and then also after the wedding day, I went to the largest cannabis dispensary in the world. And that's <gasps> how I spent my honeymoon, just vibing on like the best, strongest edibles from a magical location. Well, I tried to get you to buy some for me, but you wouldn't do it. I want that on the air. How do I fly with it? You take it out. Out of the edible bags, you just put it in a baggie like you have a snack with you for the plane. I thought you were going to tell me to put it up my butt. <laughs> or if you let me finish, stick it up your ass. <laughs> I would feel like I was smuggling. Sometimes there's dogs. Can't they smell it? I can smell it. I don't think they're smelling edibles. No? I think they're looking for like heroin or bombs or something. Don't you think those dogs though, like they smell everything? Listen, girl, I always travel with, I travel with my cart pens. Really? And you don't have anxiety? No, because I'm high. I'm relaxed. <laughs> It can look like tobacco pen. They don't know it's a weed pen. I unwind it. They're not connected. So the pen is like in my book and the cartridge is like in my bag with like shampoos and stuff. Hmm. Okay. It's an art. It's an art. It is. To travel with marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Before we get into what our episode's going to be, can I tell you a story that happened to me this morning? Fuck yeah. It's horrific. Oh no. I'm in between gigs. And I'm only in my apartment for like a few days. So I didn't have like coffee or anything here. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get coffee and something to eat before we record the podcast. I walk outside and I pass a McDonald's and I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, this looks so fucking good. I would love an Egg McMuffin and like a coffee. The place is empty. I go to the kiosk and I order my breakfast sandwich. And when I go to order the drinks, it says they are out of orange juice and they are out of coffee. So what do they have? Like, And listen, I'm never that person to complain or say anything. But I'm like, they can't be out of orange juice and coffee. How are you ever out of coffee? Exactly. Exactly. Food Town's right around the corner. Hello. <laughs> Just go there. They sell McDonald's coffee at uh, Food Town. So I'm like, okay, this girl's walking around helping people at the kiosk. I call her over. I'm like, hi, hey, um, this kiosk says you're out of orange juice and coffee at breakfast time. Is this true? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're all out. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, unless you want an iced coffee. Oh. And I'm like, okay, I would love that. So I go put iced coffee in. And when I go to finish and pay, and put my card in it says error you can't do this try again or pay a kiosk so i hit try again it does it again i call the girl over she doesn't know what's wrong with it she's talking to the lady behind the counter and she's like yeah we don't have iced coffee anymore <laughs> she's like you're probably ordering something that is not on the menu so that's why it's doing that and i'm like okay so we cancel it we go back 
And I put my order in. I'm like, and she's still with me, helping me. And I'm like, is there any like breakfast type drink? And she was like, no. So I got a Diet Coke. <laughs> I get this Diet Coke. There wasn't milk? No chocolate milk? No. Whoa. So I go to pay and the message comes up again that it's not working. I'm like, well, you got Diet Coke. I got an egg McMuffin and Diet Coke. You have to have those two things. Egg McMuffin this is cr- It's been like 15 Coke. minutes at this point. It's been 15 minutes. <laughs> so she calls the manager over. The manager's coming over she goes yeah i don't know she goes let's put in the order again we cancel it (laughs) we put in the thing we put in the diet coke wait but why weren't you like i'm gonna leave at this point because (laughs) i hate being that person so they instead of having me pay at the kiosk they have it print out to go pay at the counter so they print out my receipt and she's like okay now you just gotta wait online and do this the line's fucking around the thing now I'm like, so wait, you want me to wait online now after you guys just did all this shit? And she said, yeah. And I threw my receipt down and I said, you know what? I'm good. And as I turned around, I said, I'm going to Wendy's. (laughs) And I stormed out. You stupid bitch. You gave those people in line a show. A show. Dinner and a show. I would have gagged if I was in line. I would have been like, I love New York. I love this city. I couldn't believe that I wasted almost 25 minutes ordering an Egg McMuffin (laughs) and a Diet Coke. And then they wanted me to wait on that line. I would have been there for 40 minutes. I can't spend 40 minutes. That's why we had to push this recording to 11.15. Because (laughs) I was spent so much time at McDonald's. But also, you still don't know that it would have worked then. No. It makes no sense. No. Wow. So I went to the bodega. It was delicious. What a morning. Here we are. But I just couldn't believe it. What a morning. Like, I'm trying to get up early, trying to get things going, sending emails, just want a little coffee and a little treat, and that's what happens. Maybe Mercury is in retrograde. Listen, Mercury needs to go to McDonald's and help him. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pick up some mcdonald's coffee bots and head over to 160 something whatever the hell it is 159 from mcdonald's and broadway because they're not okay they need help yeah okay so you're married i'm married <laughs> you're waging war against mcdonald's look at us and still single in case anyone um wants to know just send an email also we're still looking for artists to paint our portraits do you think we should do an episode where we do dates for you what do you mean <laughs> People call in and you do like a blind phone date while I'm here as the third wheel, the chaperone. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be, (laughs) I wouldn't say no to that. Okay, if anyone would be interested in going on a blind date with both of us. With me, but with Grace here. Yeah, yeah, let us know. If you think this is a love connection, let us know. I'm a little high maintenance. <laughs> Good to admit it. Actually, I'm not high maintenance. I stood in McDonald's <laughs> for a long time before I flipped out. Yeah, I would have just quietly gone way earlier. No, I held it in. I held it in and then... <laughs> you tried to do the right thing. Exactly. And it spit in my face. Okay, so in honor of Grace's wedding, hey. we thought we would go through each of our top five favorite musical theater weddings. Three. Three? I thought we chose three. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you know what, though? I'll just spitball. Let's just see what happens. Okay, great. <laughs> Okay, let me pull up my list. Okay. It was actually a lot harder than I thought. It's really hard. I think we'll have some overlap anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, since you were the one who got hit, do you want to go first? I do. Oh, I do. (gasps) And I do also. 
Okay, I first wanted to bring up what I think is an awesome proposal. And it is at the end of Legally Blonde when Elle asks Emmett to marry her. I love that moment. That is just so cool to see an iconically feminine character doing this thing that we kind of think about as the masculine role. Uh Uh-huh. I vibe every time she sings it. And then Emmett's like, oh my, oh my, oh my God. When they go back and oh my god, you guys. Uh-huh. It's a moment. Yeah, I do love that. It's sweet. Little Miss Elkama Woods. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lyric. That being said, I did not propose and I never would because that's not who Wait, I am. How did he propose? Did you know it was coming or was it like a mutual agreement or was it like a surprise? It was chill. So we've talked about mm-hmm. marriage before and once he found out he was going to have to leave for a few months, he was like, what the fuck are we waiting for? Especially because he is not American so the sooner we get married the sooner we can deal with the lovely headache that is immigration and green cards and all of that and we were like you know we've had this amazing year together despite COVID so let's just make it official we know we want to be together and so it was just chill we were smoking a hookah ooh the plan is for him to stay in America here yeah great tell me your first pick for matrimonial moments okay something I kind of realized going through my list is that a lot of these musicals steal, not steal, but borrow the same ideas and values from soap opera weddings. I love that. And one of the biggest things in soap operas is you think a couple's gonna get married and then they break it off and a different couple gets married on the day. Very that. And it's always like, (gasps) it's always iconic. It's always shocking. And I think that one of the best musicals that shows this off is Mamma Mia. An iconic wedding in general because then you also have that great wedding toast that Rosie does where she just tries to fuck Bill. Iconic wedding. Yeah, it is iconic and like the whole I do, I do, I do song Uh. going into it. You know, the whole movie's talking about Sophie and what's his name's wedding, Sky's wedding and then twist, they don't get married. They're like, yeah, not for us. I always do think that's kind of a quick transition for Sophie. Yeah, but wait, they are married in the second one, right? I think. It's been a minute since I've seen that. All I remember is Cher. (laughs) If I could go to any musical theater wedding, that might be it. On that Greek island, too. The whole musical, you're so excited for this wedding because it's all they're fucking talking about. And like the bachelor party, bachelorette party. It's so fun. Uh Uh-huh. The men. Wait, I may be stoned right now, but can you, don't you do a really good chair impersonation? Is that you? No. That's not you? (laughs) Should I try? Yeah, come on, try. If I could turn back time. Ooh. Is that okay? That was good. Snap out of it. No, that's not good. Listen, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Sophie. No, it's getting worse. Oh, I miss your mother, Donna. That's not good. That's not good. I liked the like growl, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie, your mother's dead. No, it's hard. What is she saying in burlesque that's really quotable? Get on that stage. <laughs> no singing in burlesque. <laughs> yeah. And why is it becoming Ethel Merman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm really bad at impressions. We're not the best at impersonations. Literally, I'm sure there's impersonation podcasts, so stop being so judgmental. Yeah, if you want that, go listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yeah. Okay, what's your 
number two? My number two, okay, I like this trope of musical weddings where multiple couples get married. And this happens in Anything Goes and it mm-hmm. happens in Guys and Dolls. That was my next one. Economical. Double wedding, Guys and Dolls. Yeah. How fun would that be if you were so tight with this other couple and you guys were like, let's all just do it together or two couples. Like, that's fun. Look, that happens on General Hospital all the time. I feel like more people should do that because also it's so fun that you bring all the people together you pool resources it feels like the Uh only people i've seen do that are like cults oh shit you know (laughs) why do cults only get it (laughs) yeah i don't know if i've ever seen it in real life yeah listen guys think about it honestly girl if you gave me a little bit more time you would have married someone with me and we got to do our dating our blind date i love how this is a theater a podcast about theater but we're turning it into (laughs) an episode where i'm just talking dating like like it doesn't even make sense should we be under the sex and love category now yeah we need to change it (laughs) we were true crime now we're sex and love yeah (laughs) i love it just whatever our fucking high asses want to talk about we just (laughs) we're like madonna we're um genreless that's true yeah and we change accents a lot too like madonna I guess that's my number two. So double weddings. Yeah. Guys and dolls. Well, that's my number two also. Fuck. All right. Number three. (laughs) Anyway, I think we could have had a great double wedding. Oh, I wish we did. Well, I'll renew my vows when you get married. I'll just crash your wedding. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because you didn't really have people. There was no one. Yeah, but I kind of liked it that way in a way. I know, but now we have our double wedding. Yeah, we have to have people, but let's have them only be like ensemble members. What does that mean? (laughs) I want them all to behave like they're on stage at our crazy musical theater wedding. You know what I mean? Like fake chatting in the back? Chatting, clutching their pearls, dancing, singing beautiful harmonies. Like I want a feel, you know? I want two young people in the back just like mouthing watermelon over and over again. Like like that old... It's gonna be good. Can't wait for your wedding. Me neither. Okay, what's your number three? Oh, okay. From My Fair Lady, Get Me to the Church on Time. Oh, yeah. An iconic, never-ending song. It is the funnest fucking number, no matter what production. And I like the vibe of like... Holy shit. I don't know about getting married, but you know what? Get me there. Because it is scary. It's a big leap. Yeah. Yeah, So I like that it captures that, but it's still fucking fun. Who the hell is he marrying? Some like more society lady, right? We don't see her though. We don't see her now. I don't think so. It's just an offstage thing. I love that show. Did you do that show? I feel like, because Julia did, right? Julia was Ms. Eliza Doolittle. She was made to play that role. She was incredible. That's her type to a T. She was incredible. And I, in true... Um, summer stock being in your 30s so you play older characters was Colonel Pickering. <laughs> How many old people have you played? Girl, too <laughs> many. Too many. I was Captain Andy. It's gotta stop. <laughs> I love it. But no, I love it. But that show's so weird because like you have like the scenes with Pickering, Eliza, and Higgins, Henry Higgins. And then all the ensemble, like you never see them because they all have like their own numbers and stuff. Like I feel like it's two different shows sometimes. I hate that in a show when you feel disconnected from the other people. Yeah. And I love to flirt with ensemble members. Mm. So it's hard for me when we're not on stage. Oh my God. That's not fair. That's so true. Thank you. Okay. So that was your number three. Yeah. Okay. My number three is another classic wedding scene and I feel like more than anything this song has become like an anthem for weddings and that's Sunrise Sunset Fiddler on the Roof like I don't know which girl it is it's Hava it's Hoddle Zydel Zydel the Taylor Mottle comes Zoyle (laughs) 
But I feel like that song has become so synonymous with weddings. I feel like you've heard it so many weddings and so many like father-daughter dances. Actually, I totally forgot about that, but the, my grandpa did that for all his kids' weddings. Yeah. I feel like it's an older... Tradition. Generation thing. Yeah. yeah. It's really cute though. Like, bring it back. Yeah, I love it. And there's so many covers of it too. The Osmond Brothers, easily the scariest version oh. of that song. <laughs> How can I forget? It haunts my dreams. <laughs> Which we listened to on our episode with Mark Banani. That was a, a YouTube treasure episode. I can't think of what we called that one. Oddities. 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 Broadway oddities. That's it. But guys, you got to listen to it if you have not. It is very fucking spooky. Talk about cults. And actually, I do love to talk about cults. So if we want to just transition this to a cult podcast, like... It's you, me, and Leah Remini. Girl, honestly, a dream. High flying, adored, and in a cult. Right. That's it. <laughs> Done. Okay, well, do you have two more? I know you only prepared for three. I'll be honest, I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm trying great. to think. Let me tell you about the two others that I had okay. on my list. Love we'll it. Discuss them. I had "Not Getting Married Today" from Company. Of course, everyone's favorite Patter song. And you know what? Not even about so much the song, but that scene after. Like she has this freak out about her marriage. You know, obviously she's like, "I'm not getting married. I don't want to do it." And she's panicking. And she has this moment with Bobby where he's like, "You know, maybe we're right for each other. Maybe we should get." The hell out of here even though paul's his friend he's like fucking ready to take this girl out of here and like him being so all over the place and not knowing what he wants sparks something in her to make her realize oh i have a good man who wants to marry me right now and love me and i'm just freaking out i don't want anything else yeah and that kind of knocks her into her senses and then she marries him and then he sings marry me a little because he's a fucking mess what an insightful and really relatable thing for most people because I think a lot of people do get cold feet and it's not saying anything about their partner it's just that like oh my god holy shit who doesn't love the concept of possibility and getting married kind of gets rid of some possibility yeah I mean it's a big commitment it's the biggest commitment hello I suppose polyamorous people kind of found their way around that but not all of us can do that yeah listen company's my favorite show of all time I could talk about this show for hours. It's crazy too how like you view things. When I, I was younger, I viewed it differently. When I'm older, I see scenes differently than I did then because you just have more like experience. When you're younger, you think, oh, I'm going to meet this person. This is what it's going to be. And that's not life. That's not relationships. Certainly, They're messy and, and different for people. And yeah. And it's <laughs> not this thing where everything's so certain to you. You have to make hard decisions sometimes where you're like, I don't know what the right choice is. I think people assume when you're younger that when you meet someone and that's the person like your attraction to the everyone else just yeah. stops and like that doesn't happen like you still find people attractive and you still can vibe with people but it, I guess what it comes down to is that you love that person more and that's not worth that. Mm -hmm. But that shit's still there. You're still a human being. You still get like, oh shit, they're hot. Totally. It, it's kind of scary if that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Because you don't yeah. want someone resenting you for anything or feeling like this cool part of life, which is like, oh, that person's cool is a bad thing. So yeah, basically great. we're thinking about just opening up to everyone. No, I'm kidding. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I'm too fucking jealous. Me too. Exactly. Also, it's so much energy to be with one person. I don't think I physically or mentally can deal with that many people in such an intimate way. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Those people that have like two families, how do you have the energy for it? Ooh, it's exhausting. I can barely hang out with one family. I said it's exhausting. Like I have two families. Like I'm doing it. <laughs> 
Once again, we're a true crime podcast because now we are figuring out if Mikey is guilty of bigamy. Could you fucking imagine if I had like a wife and kids? You had no fucking idea. I just go home. Hey, hon. I love that idea. That'd be fucking crazy. Imagine you were that much of a psycho. Like I knew you as fun, carefree Mikey doing your musical theater gigs. But then you're this whole other person. Like you go to Indiana. You drive there in the middle of the night. Every time I say I have these gigs, like I have no shows. I'm just going to spend time with my other family. <laughs> you just hire actors to pose with you in Shakespearean outfits. Right. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Wait, in my head, I just wait, wait, is this true? And then I realized it was about me. <laughs> I just got really into that theory for a second. It would be very impressive. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Sondheim's shows really are so deep and beautiful that for him to have a show that's all about marriage and relationships like that, these are like the things about musical theater that jokes aside, this is the best thing. The best. The best. I love that that script is so real and so honest that it has the power to affect me in different ways at different places in my life. It's all there, but it's like, oh God, it's so cool. I fucking love Sondheim. I really want to watch that version with Raul Esparza now that has a beautiful pro shot. I have it on DVD. I love him. Is he gay? No, right? I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe he'd like to come on my blind date episode. <laughs> Raul Esparza, please call in. So tell me, what's your final wedding moment since you are the overachiever here? You know me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I have been in a lot of wedding parties. Sometimes you have dramatic moments inside of your head. You have to take a second and like feel some things and then move on. That's part of the wedding experience and no one does this better than in Hamilton. Oh shit. Her rapping is like the frantic inner workings of your own inner saboteur talking like, should I have married him? What? I should have moved to Cleveland. Like, you know, like all of those. Right. Listen, I've had moments like that where I'm like, (laughs) oh shit, did I fuck up? Should I stay with that person? And then you like, you snap out of it and you're back at the wedding. But man, when she repeats the wedding speech that she says in the beginning, but now you know all this information and how much harder that fucking hits. I mean, you talk about heartbreaking. Ooh, I just got chills. And not just her love for him, but her love for her sister to not interfere in that and to always kind of resign herself to, I'm just gonna be on the sidelines here loving him forever. And she knows that he'll never be satisfied with her. He's never gonna be fully happy. And she's like, but I want my sister to be happy happy and that's enough yeah. and I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut and suffer inside damn and all also because she has this sense of duty because of the life she was born into it's yeah. not even because you know this is what I choose 100% it's like this is what I choose based off of these weird set of circumstances I have to live in being this type of person uh-huh. in this time holy shit holy shit my heart's beating so fast thinking about it me too I'm getting a little sweaty it's so beautiful how they recreate the scenes that happened earlier on uh-huh the whole rewind section, yeah. That's the best use of a turntable I've seen ever. And I worked on cruise ships for a very long time. And those motherfuckers love using their turntables for the dumbest <laughs> reasons. Sorry, this is gross generalization. But you know what I mean? Like when you see pieces of a set be used really perfectly, you're like, yes. I used one turntable in my life. And it was at this summer star production of Les Miserables. And it was like pulled by a <gasps> rope. They had to have someone actually pull. Oh my God. It was something weird like that. One day that it fucking and snapped and the rope and the metal pieces just like flew out on stage. It was like, at the 
end of the day. <laughs> oh my God, did anyone get hurt? No. Thank God. I think it got cut, <laughs> if I remember correctly. That person must have the most jacked arms though. That must be such a workout. All I know is that the woman who runs the theater knew how she wanted it made and they were like, no, we have another way. And the other way was not good. <laughs> If you want anything done right, you got to do it yourself. Do it yourself. Mm-hmm. That poor lady. She was like my vision. Yeah. Um. So those are my top weddings. Those are really good picks. What a great way to celebrate your nuptials. Thank you. This is fun. When you get married as well, people really just want to like celebrate you. And I'm not totally into that, but I like it like when it surprises me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is this your way of hinting that I should throw you a surprise party for your wedding? Maybe. Or maybe like a surprise post bachelorette. Ooh, uh -huh. okay. I got married in a perfect way for me because the, all that attention, it sounds very bizarre being a performer, but it's a lot. And now I it's can think about you. just having a party like a post bachelorette party and vibing. Uh-huh. No, the whole wedding was so fucking you. How you told me <laughs> what it was, the whole, like it was, it was so you. It was really fun. I would not do anything differently. Okay, Kill Fuck Mary is a little weird. Why don't we do this? If you could could pick any of these weddings as your own, whose would you pick? And which one would you not want? Oh my God. And which one, okay, so which wedding would you want for your wedding? Which one would you want to never attend? Or which one would you want to find someone to fuck as a guest at the wedding? Oh God. You get what I'm saying? Like if you're cruising as a single person at a wedding, right. you want to meet someone to bang at a wedding, what wedding would you want to go to? Okay, it's hard because I really want to do the marry and the fuck one for the Mamma Mia wedding. But I think I'm going to choose to marry that one like that's the one I would want for myself yeah it's so fun it's such a party I would want to find someone to fuck in get me to the church on time they're vibing uh huh they're like it's our last night on earth the one I would never want to go to hmm that's hard I really do want to go to all of them I guess I wouldn't want to go to Hamilton's wedding because I like this whole concept of like oh if you could time travel wouldn't you want to see history but deep down even though I'm interested in history I don't want to live in any of those times bitch I don't yeah. want to be there even if it's at a wedding and there's fun drama I don't want to be there I want to be in the future I want to be on Mars I love that so <laughs> okay great what about you I think I would also get married at Mamma Mia on the Greek island that's our double wedding right we come in on donkeys it's fucking gorgeous <laughs> we would ride donkeys <laughs> <laughs> I actually would not want to go to get me to the church on time. I want a nice wedding. These people are flower sellers. I don't want to be dirty dancing in the streets. They're drunk. They're, I mean, they're having a blast, but it's like, it's like that scene in Titanic on the lower deck. I don't want that for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I want a nice wedding. <laughs> I didn't realize how classist you were in the wedding world. I think I am. <laughs> And I admit that, and I'm sorry if anyone is offended, but I want a nice wedding. I don't want people drunk spilling beer on me, and they're all like, ah, you know what I mean? I don't want that. Maybe after, maybe after. I don't know, I just feel like I don't even know who you are now. I think this is pretty much who I've been the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, and then where would I want to go to fuck someone. I honestly think I would go to Elle and Emmett's wedding because I feel like there'd be a lot of like hot Delta New and like sorority and fraternity guys <laughs> and like hot young lawyers. And fucking Paulette. Paulette. Who doesn't want to hang out with Paulette? I would have a threesome with Paulette and the UPS guy. That's what I would try to do. That's the perfect throuple situation for you? Yeah. I'd even see Warner Warren and see how he's <laughs> doing. <laughs> and while I was at it, I asked him if we watched the New York Times guy climbed the building. <laughs> 
kill two birds at one stone. Wow. Like, while you're fucking, you ask him. Yeah. I, by the way. <laughs> okay. I know we didn't get married, Grace, but I just want you to know that I vow to stand by you and always do great podcasts with you <laughs> and be loyal and never talk shit about you. <laughs> and if you have, like, something in your teeth or something's off, I'll let you know. And I'll always hug you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I vow to just keep chilling. Oh! <laughs> That's how you end an episode. That is how you end an episode. Yeah, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> we love All right, you. Love ya. Bye. Happy wedding, kid. Hey. <laughs>